Welcome into the Motor Car Marketplace podcast, and what a day it has been! What a couple, a uh, couple days it's been, really, with the end of the Scottsdale auctions, and they were certainly a joy to watch uh, from here back home. Thankfully, today now uh, we can all just stream the auctions live, which is really convenient. But anyhow, with all that said, I'll just do a quick auction recap, and we can get down to it. My name is Mac Moore. I'm the founder of Motor Car Marketplace. And let's just go right into it. It's a different show today, so it'll be a bit fun. Hopefully you enjoy it. I certainly enjoyed watching the auctions. And I want to start with this. The 1939 Mercedes-Benz 770K that went up for auction, which is really more commonly referred to as the Hitler car. Uh, I don't understand what the seller was thinking, really. Apparently the seller is this Russian billionaire, at least rumor has it. Uh, He's remaining anonymous. But it was auctioned off by worldwide auctioneers who I am not very familiar with. They're not not really one of the big three uh, in terms of the car auction world, with the big three being Bonham's, uh, excuse me, Bonham's, Gooding and & Company, and R.M. Sotheby's, uh, who I'm presuming he went to first, or he or she, whoever this owner is, went to first to try and sell his uh, the, what's, what's unfortunately referred to as the Hitler car, uh, and they just weren't going to take it because I think the seller just won far too much money, and so that's what led him to worldwide auctioneers, uh, but anyhow, at that auction, they got it up to 7 million, which is more than a fair number, um, for this vehicle, at least in my opinion, really the consensual opinion, uh, with all automotive experts online that I've read, believe that this vehicle was valued somewhere between five to seven million and it didn't hit reserve which really kind of surprised me um, and really is unfortunate because 10% of the, uh, the 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 earnings from or at least 10% of the sales price the hammer price was going to go to uh, Holocaust education some Holocaust uh, memorial fund that type, of, that type of thing to keep uh, atrocities like that from happening in the future which would be wonderful but apparently this guy had a reserve of 20 million on it which is just it's outrageous you shouldn't be bringing your car up to auction if you think that it's worth more i get that it's a very historically significant vehicle but not in the automotive world uh even the d-type jaguar that was raced by sterling moss and a bunch of other drivers had nowhere near uh that much attention got nowhere near that but anyhow the hitler car um capped off at seven million and wasn't anywhere near the reserve apparently and if, if if he wants to come up with what the actual reserve was I, I, I my guess is that it was 20 million I heard or read a couple things that it was 20 million so maybe that's it but anyhow we'll be enough with that that's the only vehicle I saw from worldwide auctions as well um, but moving forward the I was unfortunately not able to watch much of the uh, Thursday or Friday auctions I, I Caught uh, sort of the second half of the RM Sotheby's one on Friday and a little bit of the Gooding one as well. Uh, and so I can talk about those, for, namely the uh, vehicle that I listed on Motor Car Marketplace, or at least the first couple I'll talk about are some that I listed on Motor Car Marketplace. I'll be sure to put up an actual article uh, this coming week, or hopefully early Monday or Tuesday of this next week, about a total auction recap, what we learned from it, uh, and sort of maybe how the market is adjusting 
But anyhow, the Toyota 2000 GT that I wrote about on Motocross Marketplace was one of my picks for a really exciting vehicle um, that was being auctioned off. Sold at RM Sotheby's for 672000 I believe, is the total total number. 622000 Oh, great. Now my, my doctor's handwriting has really kind of led me astray here. But I think it was sold for 672000 including the buyer's premium which is a great figure for that car and maybe that's an indication that the 2000 GT Toyota will be moving up on forward in the future and has turned into a proper blue chip car. Now the other interesting vehicle from that auction was the uh, 1948 Tucker 48 and this one was owned by Preston Tucker himself and the Tucker 48 was a very revolutionary car because uh, it actually had um, uh, headlights that would move with the steering wheel that many modern vehicles have as well and that one sold for 1.625 million so a very very good showing by that vehicle and uh, hopefully it's going to a very good home proud owner uh, who will uh, for that much money is probably not going to use the vehicle but at least um, uh, treats it appropriately and shows it off to the right uh, right enthusiasts now another one that I thought was interesting uh, there was a 1995 Carrera RS 3.8 uh, which is a very cool car and was actually brought into America on the show and display tag uh, but it wasn't actually sold by Bottoms unfortunately so that one wasn't sold but however RM Sotheby's did sell one uh, and it sold for $423,000 which is a, a very very good number and probably an indication that the RS's are moving up in value uh, but that seemed to be the only Porsche that was going up in value um, that and the Carrera GT, I believe. But anyhow, I'll, just, I'll, I'll keep on going and quit stalling on each vehicle. Uh, another one that I wrote about was the 85 Audi Quattro that was uh, auctioned off by Gooding. And that one had a, a sales price of $81,400. Uh, so actually above estimate for it. And it was a really good um, good indicator of that that's a future modern classic. and really a good investment vehicle for the time if uh, you're asking for my opinion on that the 1963 ESO Grifo prototype A3 slash L uh, by Gooding sold for 1.76 million dollars which isn't a surprise as that was another very highly coveted vehicle and uh, obviously the prototype Grifo uh, the Bristol 402 unfortunately didn't sell at Gooding and it uh, has an asking price right now of 425000 so if you got that extra chump change lying around, then go ahead and put an offer on it on Gooding, uh, goodingandcompany.com, I believe, is their website. Uh, now, the Jaguar D-Type uh, that was sold by RM Sotheby's uh, actually did sell, and with the premium, it sold for $10,780,000, which is a, a very good number for it. I know the estimate was between twelve and $15 million. But for you know over ten million dollars, that's a that's a it was a great buy for the owner, and uh, hopefully the seller got what he wanted as well. Given that this is a vehicle that was driven by Sterling Moss and has a ton of Jaguar uh, legends who have uh, driven and raced it before, and it was a Le Mans race car as well. Uh, moving forward, now these are just some vehicles that caught my eye uh, throughout the auctions uh, for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. 
a Ferrari 360 Challenge Stradale in black did not meet reserve, which is very interesting. A lot of Ferraris didn't meet reserve, which is a good indication that maybe the Ferrari market has almost peaked out. Uh, it probably hasn't, but that was a lot of Ferraris just did not meet reserve today. A lot more so of the uh, more modern Ferraris than classic ones, I'll say. And this one was really interesting though because there's only five percent of these vehicles in black. So a very rare car at that. Uh, another one that I liked, oh, this was a Gooding one, sort of my own uh, personal favorite from Gooding on their day one auctions, uh, was a 1984 Carrera 3.2 Safari uh, slash Rally vehicle that sold without reserve. And it had a very, very slow start. Uh, I believe that it was estimated to go between sixty dollars to $80,000. And... The, initial, the uh, auctioneers tried to start it off at 50000 and nobody bid, uh, and it actually started off at 30000 And for a while, it looked like it was going to sell at 42000 43000 something like that. Uh, but in, it ended up selling at $83,000, so actually above estimate. So very good number for that one. I think that one was, was above estimate. Maybe the estimate was up to $90,000, but uh, again, very, very good number for that vehicle. Um, there was... An Alfa Romeo uh, G1 by uh, was sold by RM Sotheby's, and this one was uh, really the the vehicle they were very excited to auction off, aside from the Jaguar D-Type. And it started, they tried to start the auction at 500000 and it actually ended up selling, because uh, it was without reserve, at $440,000. So there's no telling what that owner actually wanted for the, for the vehicle. Again, the, the estimate was not disclosed. Uh, so it probably sold for far below estimate, which is rather unfortunate for the owner. But that's sort of the risk you take when you decide to take your vehicle out to auction. Uh, another interesting one that I saw was the BMW 2002 Turbo that sold for $130,000. Uh, very, very good number for that car. And I think it's a good indicator that the 2002 market is uh, going to continue to rise as well. Um, again, from RM Sotheby's, there was a uh, 1989 Turbo Coupe uh, without reserve also. And the Turbo Coupe, an 89 Turbo Coupe, uh, is, a 930, is a 930 Turbo. And this one, or that particular year, really, is interesting because in 1989 was uh, first the final year of the 930 Turbo. And it's the only year that 930 Turbos are offered with a proper 5-speed transmission. Uh, so a very highly coveted vehicle, and it had an estimate of one hundred sixty to two hundred thousand uh, dollars, and just had twenty eight thousand miles on the odometer, and it sold for a hundred and fifty four thousand dollars, including the the buyer's premium, which I think is a, a phenomenal number given that car. However, that's this is probably a good indication that the nine thirty market has officially. Um, Pete uh, a while back with the rest of the Porsche market in September 2015 and it's uh, not on a decline but it's really just leveled out and really uh, taken its market correction so maybe the um, that was the number that the seller was a little disappointed in but I think that's a really proper number for that vehicle uh, another one sold by RM Sotheby's which this is back to the Ferrari, uh, more so modern Ferrari instance um, of not meaning reserve, was a Ferrari 550 Barchetta Pininfarina, and I probably 
goodness, if I botched that name, all the car people in the world are going to hate me. But at $400,000, it's a not me reserve. And it had an estimate of uh, between four hundred seventy-five to 525000 So probably just a case of a greedy owner who wanted to, uh, more than more for it than what he got. But uh, there was... That was uh, that. Was that. Uh, so another one also sold. This is another Ferrari, but this one actually sold, and I love this car. It was the F355 GTS, and it was in white, sold um, uh, well below estimate as well at $85,000. So that was really kind of the steal of the day, in my opinion. It was a white GTS, and white is sort of you know, not my favorite color by any means. It looks a little unfinished me but however in a f355 I, I think it's a very appropriate color um and so now moving on today to today's auctions uh really today's auction was just uh goody and company and so i'll go through the uh important ones that i saw from there at least the most interesting ones and that would start with the 1968 ferrari dino 206 gt uh elder ferraris really did well at the at these auctions this weekend i'll say the newer ones though not so much uh this Dino 206 GT uh, sold for $368,000, including the premium, which is a good number for it. Uh, it was below estimate, though. The estimate was between four hundred and five hundred thousand. Now, another um, uh, good one that sold, yes, actually did sell, was a 68 Dodge Charger RT 426 Hemi. Uh, sold for $123,750, uh, including the premium, and that was also below estimate. The estimate for that was between one thirty to one sixty thousand. Uh, keeping keeping forward, I'll I'll just pick off the more interesting ones here, so I don't bore anyone. Uh, it, and it's always interesting to see a Dodge Charger, or at least a muscle car at these auctions, because they're not really known for. Um, uh, these auction houses aren't really known for muscle cars. That's more so the Russo and Steele and Barrett Jackson auctions. But anyhow, it's always fun to see them at the Goodyear Company or Arms Sotheby's or Bonhams or something like that. So the, it, it mixes it up a bit, which I really appreciate. Uh, 56 300 SL Roadster, uh, which is really, uh, it's now become a quintessential blue chip car. This vehicle sold at over a million dollars, just over a million. It was. $1,083,500, including the buyer's premium, and that's just right in its estimate. Clearly clearly a blue-chip car for the future, always will be a blue-chip car, and highly coveted. And now, oh, okay, so yes, no, actually, this is an elder Ferrari that did not be reserved. This was a 73 Ferrari 365 GTB for Daytona that had the the high bid at 540,000 and did not meet reserve. Uh, it's estimate was between 600 and 700,000, so maybe a case of a greedy owner as well. I bet they did get a deal um, struck out though just because that's it's so close to the estimate that there's no way they did it. Um, another Ferrari that did not meet reserve though was an 08 Ferrari 430 Scuderia uh, that had less than 400 miles on the odometer. And it went up to 220000 and did not meet reserve. I think the owner was really disappointed in this. I really do. I, because the 430 Scuderia with less than 400 miles on it, you're, you're, you're breaking into the, cl the modern classic realm. And he was hopefully getting that uh, he might be able to sell it for more than what he paid for it. Uh, but clearly not the case. It was estimated to go between two hundred seventy-five to 325000 
and at 220 did not meet reserve probably a very upset owner uh, this was actually probably I think this was one of the cooler vehicles maybe the cool not the coolest of today's shows or of today's auction but one of the cooler ones was a 1931 Bugatti type 55 Roadster and the uh, Goody and Company auctioneers put it just perfectly they said that it was a Grand Prix car dressed in a, in a uh, 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 and they didn't say the word tuxedo, but it's alluding to tuxedo was uh, some other word. But it, that is essentially what it was. It was just very, very pretty vehicle. Uh, estimated between four and five million, and including the buyer's premium, it got four million seventy thousand dollars. So a good, good, um, good vehicle for that. Good, good price for that vehicle. That's obviously a blue chip car as well. Um, oh goodness, uh, let's, yes, yeah, so the big, this is the biggest one though that Goody and Company sold was a 65 Ferrari 275 GTB Speciale, uh, that was owned in the personal car of Batista Farina, uh, and it met reserve, and this was a very close call, originally they were about to hit the hammer down at 7.2 million, and that was not going to meet the reserve, however, they bumped it up just a little bit more and actually did, Hit reserve at eight million eighty-five thousand um, dollars, and was just a, a great car. Uh, really special, special, special um, sale today. Probably the certainly the highlight of this Goody and Company sale, and a, a good. It was also the world record, uh, or that placed a world record on two seven five GTB sales. Um, not not surprisingly at all, though. This is certainly going to be the most that any 275 GTB goes for in quite some time just because it was owned uh, by such a, uh, a significant owner in Ferrari's history, uh, the man that designed the vehicle. Now, two more, and then I'll um, just finish up the show here. I'm running a little, little late on time. Uh, the, a 94 Porsche 964 Flakbau Turbo S uh, 3.6 did not meet reserve at $500,000. It was estimated at $600,000, $700,000. I think, I even thought that estimate was a little lofty, and this is clearly an indication that the Porsche market has peaked, and uh, I, I do believe that some owners still want the numbers they were getting two, three years ago, and they're just not going to get those numbers anymore, um, which is just the sad reality of it. You know, the market has changed, and that's not what, um, it's still a very highly coveted vehicle, but not, the hype just isn't there anymore, and as I say that, of course, I'm going to finish up on the 993 Carrera 4S, uh, that actually did sell, uh, for $132,000 with the buyer's premium included, and it had an estimate of 130 to 160000 so it fit right in with its estimate, and the 993 Carrera 4S's, the 993's in general, are very fairly priced, and the market for those is more realistic than for other certain Porsches of that uh, of the prior eras. But anyhow, that was my sort of quick auction recap, or not necessarily quick, certainly the longest show I've had on here, but my auction recap so far, I'm going to write an article and do a full in-depth analysis of these auctions. I certainly loved watching them. They were a ton of fun. Uh, cannot wait for Amelia Island. I will go ahead and start doing my list for that. And then next week we'll continue with the regular Motorcar Marketplace podcast as you all know it. Thank you so much for listening. 
uh, please, if you are, are an owner of your collector of car and do want to sell it and want to explore a different way of selling it, please contact me at Motor Car Marketplace. Again, my name is Mac Moore. Check out our website, motorcarmarketplace.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Motor Car Marketplace. And if you want, you can follow myself at Law Mac Moore, L-A-W-M-A-C-M-O-O-R-E. Again, thank you so much for listening. Drive safe out there. And if you won something at Scottsdale this past weekend, uh, or literally the past couple days, then congratulations. I certainly had a blast watching it. So take care, and I'll see you all. Goodbye.